Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We are here to talk about UFC Singapore. We had some PFL playoffs on a Wednesday night. I know everyone had Biagio Ali Walsh with that uh, thunderous finish that was totally well-timed. And what a great job by the referee there last night. Uh, I am Matt McSweeney. Once again, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. I'm here with Ty Capone. Ty, I saw you tweeting out about that. That is one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. Uh, just, I mean, the guy knocked the guy down and jumped in immediately as soon as the guy hit the ground. So... We try to give the referees some grace, but uh, it seems like the smart cage, as you like to say, not that smart. Yeah, not that smart, and the people in it, also not that smart. Um, Ed Davis, shout out to the ex-Tar Heel and I think Toronto Raptor. He took an L. He fought last night? Yeah, that was Ed, that was Ed Davis, the guy that fought against Mr. Ali Walsh. <laughs> that wasn't actually him, though, right? That, no, no. I mean, that oh, guy. I actually was they, like, wait, they, he's like six to an eight. Like, I don't know what, like... <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I you're fucked if you let him hate. You know? <laughs> but no, that guy, they, they got him out of the trailer park trash, and they said, here you go, here's the fight. That's right. I remember the white gentleman with a I lot guess, of tattoos. Yeah, against Mr. Ali Walsh. And uh, Mr. Ali Walsh has some good hands. It's it's I don't know what else. You know, he has. it looks like he has good kicks. It looks like he has good striking. I mean, he's that extreme couture. So, um, I mean, he has, I want to say he has all the potential in the world, but he's still fighting as an amateur. He's 24. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they have some here. Maybe uh, maybe he's the next Ali Walsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold my breath. But uh, did you get, you weren't able to really catch the Clay Collard the Shane Burgos fight, right? I mean, you saw some of it in and out a little bit, I guess, because I I don't blame anyone who didn't <clears throat> excuse me sit down and just you know take that one in. But uh, at, I know, had but, on the telly for sure at work. Uh, There's nothing nothing else to watch. I mean, you want to watch like. Uh, preseason game from two weeks ago i'm good so i had it on i was trying to watch it i missed the oam fight i'm i watched parts of the son of fight him. i didn't that, that makes sense yeah. i mean oam is he's really leveled up a lot since you know going back to when he fought um honestly when he was in the ufc dude he fought he he, he lost three in a row it was gilbert burns armin saruki and alexander hernandez yes yeah. you know before they lost to diego ferrera and even his first UFC fight was Chad LaPreece, who was a top Canadian prospect. So, uh, yeah, he's honestly – I remember he beat Drew Dober, uh, beat Evan Dunham, Marcin Ella. Uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't lost since he lost to Saruki in 2019. So he's he's becoming a PFL uh, Mount Rushmore legend over there, I guess. Some, um, some, people, would say, some people would say, man, the – the Michael Jordan of PFL, who is, has been taken from. Uh, I thought that was uh, Lance. Was it Bubba J? Lance, <laughs> Lance Gibson. He, you know, he's not there no, or he's not really the guy no more. So it's uh, yeah. Who knows? It's tough to but, see uh, Solomon our boy Renfro Solomon Renfro. Renfro. Yeah, he actually fought kind of well. He was it was a tough matchup, and uh, I like him a lot. Honestly, I think he um, the PFL is a good landing spot for him, and they threw just threw him into this tournament against Megamed Megamed Karamov, which is you know that might be uh, the Carl Malone of the PFL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know if you want to be that, but uh, it depends. You know, if you're playing, if you're just talking about his play, then yeah, you might want to. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. Him. Not his off the court. His off the court activities with 14 year olds. <laughs> that's 
that is a different story. But uh, yeah, Shout I out to Wander Franco. Yeah, Wander Franco. Uh, how about I? I did just want to say that that Clay Collar Chain Burgers fight was awesome. I thought it was so just entertaining, man. The action, the amount of strikes that these guys were throwing back and forth. Clay Collar's leg was getting chewed up. He hurt Burgos a couple times. Uh, I mean, I thought it was just a truly entertaining and awesome fight. Clay Collard is just like it's just a weird kind of guy, man. He just he he doesn't really doesn't look like he can fight. Like doesn't really look like he you know is a scary guy if you saw him in the street. But he really just he keeps walking forward. He takes shots. He he was working the body, dude. Like he was throwing body shots more than I've ever seen probably any MMA guy throw body shots. And Burgos' yeah. leg kicks were nasty last night. So it was. It was truly an awesome thing, and then they tried to like interview him. They kept showing his wife, which was I thought was really weird. Uh, <laughs> and then they tried to like interview him, and his wife starts like crying and like yelling. And, and you saw like Jeez. Collard was like so like like uh, weirded out by it. He just like basically pushed the uh, announcer away, and they were like, "All right, Clay Collard." I'm like, oh, "That was weird." Like that was a tough end of just the night. Just typical like, PFL. Action. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, why these guys had no have no idea how to act. Like they just they're all just weirdos, man. That's well, that's what happens when you hop in the smart cage at the theater at the, uh, at MSG. Oh it was God. Dan Hardy, you know. Also, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, mind. but miserable to listen to sometimes. Uh, but he was good in that main event, so it was um, it was it was all right. I can't complain. Uh, so there's your little PFL breakdown. That's as far as we're gonna go into that. And now we're gonna head to Singapore. We're gonna take a quick flight over to Singapore, and we're gonna give a oh, breakdown Lord. of UFC Singapore. Max Holloway is getting back in there. Max blessed, you know, with Hawaii on his on his mind and uh, in his heart uh, this week. I mean, obviously Hawaii's gotten completely fucked, man. That that shit, yeah, horrible, insane. Uh, and you know, of course, the U.S. probably won't do anything to help. But. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, you, uh, let's not you know let's not go there. But uh, <laughs> they're asking Joe what's going on. He's like, I don't know. You know, I don't even. Know. Hawaii. I've never been there. Yeah, they're like, they're like, dude, you're you're literally here now. He's like, what? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go to sleep now. You see the video of him like taking a nap in the middle. All right, you know it, it speaks. Listen, for we time. had the Republican primary. Yeah, or a bunch of clowns TV last night. Uh, it's, you know. Hey, listen. Until Dwayne is running for president, that's the next time I'm really getting active in the political game. Right? I'm not voting until Taylor Swift runs for president. There you go. Saying. See, so it's either Taylor Swift or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So it's. Uh, I'm here for it. Either one. If they if they were in the uh, in the debates, I'd watch. I would. So, did you ever? Have you, are you familiar with the GIF of uh, the Rock and Stone Cold back in like the late '90s, and the GIF of them staring at staring at each other oh, in yeah. the ring? Oh yeah, <laughs> that, they got to run that back for the the, pres- the presidential election 2024. <laughs> Stone Cold against the Rock. Come on. Hell yeah. Uh, no. So, in all seriousness, Max Holloway, Korean Zombie. This is. Reportedly, Korean Zombies retirement fight, basically, right? I mean, oh man, that's that's, been, that's a big old white and red flag there. Yeah, that's been a conversation. Uh, I guess they went to Singapore to somewhat be close to his uh, home area. I don't know why they didn't just go to Korea. If that, I mean, I know they did go to Korea and his fight got canceled, right? Like that was, or what wasn't it? Like an Ortega fight or something that they were supposed to fight in Korea. And it got canceled I think so. or something yeah, yeah, along yeah. those lines. Take it towards ACL for like the fifth time. That's right. So, oh, that's right. And then he fought. That's right. That was that was a while ago. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking of something else. But uh, listen, not really a uh, easy thing to bet here. Okay, so I think he is a what plus five hundred, six hundred underdog. Uh, yeah, eight, minus eight fifty for Max. 
There you go. Um, Didn't have the odds up. It wasn't loading. Uh, Wi-Fi has been down all day, baby. Uh, shout out to Comcast out there if you're listening. Uh, it was Shout uh, out to Spectrum day. for also being bad. There you go. So, hey, sometimes, um, you know, it's tough out there. But plus 550, <laughs> 575 to Max Holloway's minus 800. I think we th- both think Max Holloway's going to win. I guess it just comes down to what are we going to bet. Yeah. Um, I think he should be able to break him down and finish him late. Or maybe not even late. I just think the volume. Pace, the pressure, the boxing. He's starting to throw light kicks more. Max Holloway has been doing lately. He's just pretty much he's he's the output king. Uh, the only thing about him is he can be hit. So eventually, you know, somebody's going to hit him with a big shot, and you're, you're going to be like, "Oh man, Max Holloway's doing the stanky leg, or he's cold." Like, but it's it, you know, predicting something like that is very difficult. Like, I, I'm not going to say, you know, in three fights he's going to get knocked out clean. It's obviously going to happen soon, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think the TKZ has some power, but this is a really, <laughs> this is a real tough test. Like he fought, what's the last time he fought? A year and a half ago ish, when he fought Volk and got the brakes beaten off him for about almost four, uh, three three rounds and basically a, sixteen ish. minutes of beatdown. Yeah, uh, that's that was a bad, that was a bad, that was a bad one, <laughs> um, and you know. It's not like you're getting a softer fight. You're probably getting a maybe a more awkward, maybe a more difficult fight. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you go from Volk to Max. You know, at the very end of your career. Um, I will say though, he um, he's been, he has some sneaky jujitsu, and I feel like he's been getting takedowns a little bit. That's how he beat Danny Day, right? He had like four or five takedowns against him. So, you know. I guess that part of his game he's working on, but I don't think he's going to be able to do anything against Max. You know, what's Max's takedown defense? 84%. Like, who's the last person to take him down? Yeah, you're Rodriguez, Volk, Frankie, yeah, and, and Dustin. even Volk couldn't keep him down, and you would think that would be yeah, his. None match. of them can. No. So, like, you know, just I, I just think it's a very straightforward fight, unfortunately, for the Korean Zombie. I, I think he's cooked in this one. I don't really see a path to victory for him. But I'm, he's pretty much just kind of the counter, counter strike and hope to catch Max in between shots. But it's going to be really tough to do, man. But yeah, again, he is easy to hit, or he's not hard to hit, I should say, Max. What's he absorb? About a little less than five uh, per minute significant strikes, and he, he lands 7.16, just insane output. Uh, TKZ has a negative uh, striking ratio, so... I, ju- I just think he's probably uh, he's probably cooked here. Did you see the the ESPN thing where they they showed like the graphic and he's like a th- like a thousand above anyone else when it comes to significant strikes in like the history of the UFC? And they had and like did you see who's number two. No. Uh, oh, Angela on. Lee. I'm sorry. Or, yeah, or Angela Hill. Angela Hill. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> um, what a just. Well, it's it's like that polar bear in Texas meme. You know, <laughs> you're familiar with it. Um, <laughs> you know, you got like uh, Holloway and Poirier and uh, Frankie Edgar, and then you got Angela. But um, yeah, I mean, and what is he? Thirty four years older than us. He's like 30, 31. Like that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. He's truly an anomaly. Um, we're never going to see anybody like him again. I don't think he's never been knocked out. He's only been subbed once. Yeah, it's interesting. Who was that? who was that against? Dustin Poirier. Yeah. That's right. Triangle armbar. Like he jumped right into UFC after four fights on the regional scene in Hawaii, where I can't imagine he was fighting anybody good. Duke Saragusa, was that Tony's son, RIP. 
Um, God, he did fight a know, guy who had 50 professional fights, though. I got, you got to give him that. Yeah, you know, Harris Sarmiento, the hitman. The hit, wow, the hitman does look scary, though, now that I just looked him up. Hey, yeah. listen, you know, those those uh, Hawaiians are... His last loss was to Herbert Burns, and then he called it a Of course it, a it was. So, good for yeah, him. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would, too. But, um, you know, he jumped right into the UFC. Um, they're both legends, honestly. Like, TKZ is a sneaky, underrated legend. Remember he had that brawl with Leonard Garcia? One of the best fights ever. One of the best brawls for 15 minutes. But, no, TKZ TKZ's had a long, long history himself. Uh, I think he was he he took some time off to serve, right? He, he fought in the war or something? Or he was doing military uh, after the Aldo fight, wasn't he? Uh, four years. Military service? Yep. Crazy. To take four years off, come back, fight Dennis Bermudez, knock him out in the first round. That, that's pretty crazy. And then the second fight after that, he fought um, Yair, and he was beating Yair from pillar to post, kind of. And then he got elbowed at the very, very last second. So very weird. He's just had a weird career, I think, TKZ. Um, definitely a tough fight to go out on. But, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think Max has him covered. Ever. I think he's going to get a late stoppage, maybe like fourth, fourth or fifth round. Yeah, I think I'm with you on this. It seems, like you said, pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, like we're waiting for Max to kind of fall off this cliff, kind of. Just do, like you said, yeah. you know, the damage he's taken and the wars that he's been in. But, uh, you know, I don't see it happening here. I mean, he looked great in the Arnold Allen fight earlier this year. And, you know, he's fighting a guy who's also on the other side of it uh, as well. He's not in his necessarily in his prime anymore. And I don't think... Korean Zombie is cooked to the to the point of a, a plus five fifty. Like I think this line is a little, you know, maybe skewed a little bit. I, I don't really like that that number being that kind of lopsided. But I understand it because it just like when you go through and you kind of break it down, you really don't see how Korean Zombie gets the upper hand on him. He's not going to have the better boxing. He's not going to have the better output. Uh, he may have the power advantage, but. To how you know to what extent and how much will he actually have that? I think this is like I'm with you on this. I think this is a pretty easy uh, bet to to take at least, and you know whether it wins or not is a completely different thing. I think uh, it's it's tough to like you said it's tough to count on a Korean zombie counter knockout or something like that, and that's plus fourteen hundred, seventeen hundred on some. So that goes to show you how much they think. That's not going to happen. And submission for Holloway is plus 1,400 as well. So it's basically just TKO or decision is what it comes down to. And I could definitely see a decision because Max Holloway hasn't finished anyone since 2018. But I don't know. I don't like the damage that Korean Zombie has taken. And I'm going to count on – I really don't like this either way because the decision plus 150 looks nice. I'm just going to take the TKO minus 120. 150 is what I'm going to get at. I'm going to – I'm going to tell you on that one. It's just, uh, it's not, I, I, I can't count on Korean Zombie staying there for, f- for what, 25 minutes and, and taking the onslaught that's probably going to come his way because this, this is not going to be a walk in the park easy fight. And, like, I don't know. I just, I have a tough time taking decision on, on these five rounders. And, but I, this really kind of sets up for it. You know, if you really lo- look at it, just Korean Zombie's not necessarily easy to be finished he's you know been knocked out four times in his entire career but you like you know like we said he's kind of getting older now and he you know it's just a, this is a tough one i i i gotta take it though minus 115 max holloway tko so we keep it moving ladies and gentlemen they're gonna run this back that's right ladies and gentlemen that no no not 
not Holloway and uh, the you know Poirier three. They're not running that back. No, no, they're gonna do Anthony Smith and Ryan Span, Superman Span. After Ryan Span was uh, kind of, he kind of got worked over in that fight. Uh, he you know he was doing the chicken dance at certain points. He got. You know, he was get he got knocked down some, twice. Yeah, right? knocked down twice. He was, you know, he got the upper hand, and he completely got rolled right over on it. And uh, that was Anthony Smith. You know, two years ago though. So Anthony Smith since then has taken three, well, two straight losses. You know, the uh, Clover to share in a grappling event doesn't really count. Both kind of bad too, right? Uh, ankle I have ground and pound, and then the Johnny Walker decision was just dominant. He, he, you know, he was hurt a couple times, and that was only three months ago. Uh, I guess. The the line is plus one ten for uh, Anthony Smith. I guess I'll ask you, Ty. Do you? I, I like Anthony Smith in this right, right away. That's that was my instinct. I don't see how the, this fight could be all that different, other than maybe Ryan Spann knocking him out on the feet. But why couldn't he do that the first time, right? Yeah, um, I will say I think after their first fight, yeah, it was actually kind of recent. When was it? 2021, <laughs> September of 21, I believe. No, no, hold on. I have a thought in my head that oh, I can't sorry. that I can't think. My brain's you know short circuiting slightly. Uh, yeah, I think he had ankle surgery after the ankle eye fight Anthony Smith did before the Walker fight. Um, and I think honestly that played it like you know the ankle eye loss. I, I can't really fault him for that. I think ankle eye is one of the best, if not the best, two hundred five er in the world. Yeah, and then. He gets surgery, fights Johnny Walker, looks – I mean, he looked terrible. Just, you know, I, it's kind of a hard matchup for him because Johnny Walker's so explosive and yeah. so big and this and that. But, like, Anthony Smith looked like – I mean, dude, Ryan Spann's the same way, though. Like, Ryan Spann's a big motherfucker. He could fight a heavyweight. He's explosive. A lot of power. Like, he's very similar to Johnny Walker. I mean, why do you think Ryan Spann and Johnny Walker's fight went the way it did? He had Johnny Walker – he dropped him twice. And the second time he dropped him, he went in for the huge – Right hand that missed, and then he shot a takedown and got elbowed to death. Yeah. Safe Sayud was screaming, screaming, get out of there, get out of there. Because he knew Ryan Spann's been knocked out three separate times by in the same fashion. Going for a takedown, shoot a sloppy takedown, and get elbowed right to the temple, ear. Honestly, maybe a little bit behind the ear. I think Johnny Walker hit him behind the head a couple times. Safe Sayud was snapping. I just watched that fight, and he's... Like I think it was in the apex, and you don't hear anything. All you hear is Safe Side. You'd say, "What the fuck, Dana?" Like Safe Side is a pretty. Uh, he's awesome. The general, yeah. I think they call him. Um, and I think you know working with him and all those guys over there will help Ryan Span. But I mean, he's thirty-two. You know, there's a lot of talk about Anthony Smith being old. Ryan Span, he's thirty-five. I think Ryan Span is not. You know, he's, it's not like he's a young prospect. He's thirty-two. Um, I think he turns thirty-three tomorrow. Actually, so happy birthday! Happy birthday! Let's get a win, huh? Um, the Krilov fight—I I don't think I hold too too much against him, just because I think Krilov is a tough matchup for literally everybody because he's so weird, uh, so such a weird fighter. You know, he, he's like good at everything, but also bad at everything. It's it's very odd. But I, I don't think his power can be diminished here. I mean, you saw what he did to Dominic Reyes, knocked him out with like a counter jab. Like, knocked him out cold. And I, I know Dominic Reyes was probably cooked until then, but nobody had done that to him until that point. And then the guillotine over Jan Kudalaba. I think he's so dangerous everywhere, uh, Ryan Spann. I've been a big fan of him for a while. I think probably yeah. since 
I don't really remember him getting elbowed in 15 seconds by Carl Roberson on the Contender Series, but I do remember him uh, when he fought Little Nog, and I had him to win in the distance, and he fucking he sent Little Nog into retirement. That's for sure. Um, and then he guillotined Devin Clark. The same Alvy fight is where it got, it got weird because he was lost. <laughs> so he's just he's had a weird career. He's a weird fighter. Great hammer, awful nail, not very durable. He's got great power, but he's got low fight IQ. I, he might be getting better, but I, it might not be enough. Either way, I'm going to go Ryan Spann inside the distance. Wow. I don't think it's a bad bet. Because I, I, when I, I rewatched that fight last night, and I could see it kind of going either way. You could see Span could have success, kind of just staying on the outside and popping him. But yeah, I don't low kicks. I don't think Ryan Span throws many low kicks. That's the problem. Like he's not. He doesn't have really much tech, technicality in his game where Smith does. I'm going to ask you something though. How many times? Who, who do you think has been finished more? Uh, I mean, you would think Anthony Smith just because of how many fights he has. 14 finish losses. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you want to talk about awful nail. Of- he he is a guy who's a bad, bad <laughs> nail, man. He gets, he yeah. kind of, not to say quits, but it, it just, it goes south quick for him. Very quickly. Remember the, you know, Glover fight where he, his teeth are on the octagon and he's picking them up as he's getting punched. Um, I think he's both guys punched. sometimes display low fight IQ, but it's mainly on the Ryan Span side. Um, I'm just going to go with him. I think he's younger. I think he's fresher, has had much less wear and tear, much less mileage, much less um, surgeries. I mean, Anthony Smith's had a lot of surgeries, especially on his face. Like, <clears throat> But he's only been twice. I, th- I think he's only been stopped twice at 205. I could be wrong. I think it was Glover and Ankle Live, and that's it. Uh, I think when he fought Tiago, it was at 185. So I guess that that's a good thing. But, man, he's... He's just he's just he's just been in a lot a lot of fights, man. So <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna go. With my man, Superman Span. I, I want to take him by knockout, but he has a lot of subs. He's a very opportunistic submission grappler because he has those long, long, long arms, man. He's what six five, six six. <clears throat> you know, when you when you think of like just physically imposing fighters in the UFC, I think of obviously John Jones has that 84 inch reach, and then you have. Um, Kennedy Zuchukwu, Ryan Spann. They're both just 6'5 with 80-plus-inch reaches. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't trust him, but I think this is a pretty good spot for him, I'll say. Yeah, and he's got that reach advantage. I think if he's able to stay outside, he can eventually hurt Anthony Smith and maybe get him out of there. But uh, I, I just can never tell with Anthony Smith whether he knows he's cooked or he thinks he's cooked or he's ready to... You know, like, in one fight, he's, like, at, he looks like, you're like, oh, man, it's time for retirement. And then, you know, he comes out and he looks like an animal against a, a Devin Clark and a Jimmy Crute, you know? Like, he, like, or even that Ryan Spann fight, he looked like a whole different guy. He's yelling at Ryan Spann after after the finish and shit, like, where's my respect yeah, and wild. all that shit? Like, They're both a little weird. Like, Ryan Spann will, will, he's the type before a big fight, he'll put all his social media accounts on private, right? He doesn't want to hear anybody shit-talking him. Like you said, Anthony Smith kind of takes people's words and holds grudges, it seems like. So they're, they're both very similar in, in, in different ways. I don't know how to explain it, but I think this would be a good fight. I think the under is probably juice, but I think that's a solid play. Um, or maybe you just want to parlay the fight does not go the distance. I don't know. Either one. Either Ooh, one should what probably is, What is that? Now that I'm thinking about that, fight doesn't It's got to be like minus 400. Oh, my God. It's minus 650. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to go Anthony Smith money line 
minus one, or I'm sorry, plus 120. And that is just going to be based off the fact that I think somehow he finds a way. You know, I think, like, be, him being an analyst and, you know, hearing him talk, you can obviously tell he's a, he's a, he knows what he's talking about. He's a high IQ, I guess, you know, and sometimes it's not able to play out just because, he, you know, he doesn't have the, the, maybe the physical or, you know, he just gets yeah. kind of just cracked and shit doesn't go his way. But I think, you know, I, I just can't get that last, that last fight was not that long ago. And I think it's he somehow, like you said, he had that ankle surgery, and he's had more time to kind of, uh, you know, recover from that. It's kind of hard to just the first time out there. I can't imagine fighting after having like a, a banged up ankle right away to just you yeah. know, get back in there and have a fucking fist fight in a cage. So I'm gonna go Anthony Smith money line. I just think he finds a way. I, I could see a submission uh, again, kind of. Let me see what that is actually. Uh, <clears throat> oh boy! Plus four sixty for for Anthony, Anthony Smith Smith's sub? submission. Damn! I'm gonna take Anthony Smith sub plus four sixty. Ooh, baby, laying it all on the line, pulling your dick out. I like it. You know me, um, man. I don't like this bullshit. All these little you know pitter patter <laughs> plays. I like the fucking. When I'm playing Madden. I run four verticals <laughs> all the fucking time, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Well, so does Dave Greenlaw, and that's why he throws ten picks a game. Yeah. Well, that's so. true. Actually, I, uh, I, my boy Tony does it all the time, and he runs the same play. I just literally sit in the secondary and just pick it off all the time. So <laughs> maybe you, you know don't <laughs> don't run it every single play. How about that? Uh, run some slants here and there, but this is not a slant. No, this is easy. Uh, well, not easy, but uh, honestly, I I truly wanted to stay away from this, but I can't. I, I could see this going either way, because I thought when what I actually forgot who won this fight, and when I turned it on, I was like, well, I I think Ryan Span wins this, and then I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh well, you know, and then it's going back. Never mind. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, like I still like while it was happening, I'm like, because he I think he had like a guillotine, and then he pops out of it, and he ends up on top, but then Anthony Smith just gets him right back down. I'm like. Then he cracked him and absolutely like turned him into, made him do the chicken dance. I'm like, how did that happen? Like, I don't know. It just, it depends on what version of Anthony Smith shows up on Saturday night. So, yeah. Saturday morning for us. Uh, that's gonna be a tough. This is gonna be a tough one. Uh, tough turnaround on Saturday <laughs> that morning. Yeah. Uh, how about Giga Chikadze getting back in there? Ooh, when it's is he fighting Alex Caceres? Yeah, I, I don't know. When is where, the last where time have you been? He fought Calvin Cater um, in January of last year. So it's been yeah. a year and a half since he's been in there. And he was supposed to fight uh, Sadiq Youssef, but that got canceled. I don't know if he had some sort of injury or something. He said they, he well, withdrew. So. He said himself that he's had five surgeries since his last fight. That's a lot. I don't that's know if he's good. Yeah, I don't know if he's just saying that or or what, but that's pretty terrifying, right? Um, yeah, what are the, what's the line on this, on this guy? Minus, minus 230. Yeah, 250. Uh, and to Alex Caceres, Mr. Bruce Leroy, yeah, Bruce Leroy plus two ten. Alex Caceres, man, that's uh, really can't. Pre- that's another guy just can't predict what's going to happen here. <laughs> he can either just get absolutely rolled over, or he looks like the greatest vet of all time. But you look at some of his wins and some of the names that he's taken out. It's not not to say Giga Chikatse is fucking Mike Tyson, but I think this is a big step uh, up. <laughs> I'll say Giga Chikatse has had some uh, some layups. I mean, listen. Alex Caceres has a win over one of the guys Giga Chikadze has lost to. Mr. Austin, don't call me George Springer. Yes, G- Giga Chikadze lost to Austin Springer on the Contender Series. I don't know if you remember that fight. <clears throat> he was like a he was a big favorite. Yeah. Mr. Austin Springer, um, what is he up to these days? Let's see. Hasn't fought since 2020. 
Yeah, that makes sense. He yeah, has an hourglass next to his name. Yeah, what's oh, up okay. with that? It must, <laughs> it must mean they retired after that fight. But no, it's next to Span's name. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe it means Dominic Reyes retired Ooh, after the span. Maybe I don't know what uh, Tapology. I need you to get back to me on this, man. I need to Hold figure on, out. Let me, what let me see if Mr. Marcel is tweeting me back because I I asked him. No, nothing. Of course not. No respect for the little guys. Yeah. Okay, big dog. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is a long layoff, and Giga is a big time gasser. So that those two things combined kind of worry me. <clears throat> Obviously, he has the world-class kickboxing. He has that geeky kick, which is the left to the body or the head, if you're Jamie Simmons. Um, good boxing. I think his hands are solid. <clears throat> his defensive wrestling uh, and his Brazi- uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu defensively, I think, is also solid. And the thing with Caceres is he's been, he's been subbed seven times. Like, that's fucking crazy. Um, but he has been, you know, he's, in a, he's been in a bunch of grappling events. Uh, he had a grappling match with Pat Sabatini where he lost, but... At least he's doing it. At least he's trying. Yeah. <clears throat> and the last couple guys he's fought and beat. <clears throat> Whoa, you okay, man? <laughs> Jesus. And one week it's me, one week it's you. I mean, we're dying every other week, as long as it's not both of us. Um, yeah, like Julian Arosa, I think that kind of surprised people with the head kick, but Julian Arosa is very, very uh, not durable, I guess is the way to put it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has some decent wins. Sun Choi, the Daniel Pineda fight, I think. Eh, Daniel Pineda is pretty much past it, so he's been active. I'll say that he has. I think, eh, yeah, he's got like what three, three fights since the last time uh, Giga was in there. So, and he he was in there with Sadiq Youssef. He went the distance with Sadiq Youssef in a, a decent fight. I mean, he didn't, he didn't win. He wasn't going to win, but um, still, I mean, he, he outstruck him. He got a takedown. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think of Giga. I've never really known what to think of Giga ever yeah. since that spring, that contender series fight where he got exposed. Even when he fought Brandon Davis, Jamal Emers, they've all, they, they had success taking him down. He hasn't really fought any wrestlers since then, which is kind of good, I guess, you know, Taylor made for him. I don't know if I'd even consider Caceres a, a wrestler no. at all. I mean, he, he can get a takedown now, but very weird fight. I, I don't know. I'm going to stay away because I think Giga should win. I think he should probably finish him. Yeah. I just think he has good kicks and Caceres doesn't really check low kicks. Which is a huge part of um, Giga's game, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, Caceres has that awkward, weird karate striking style, uh, but he has like no power. So I don't think he's going to be a threat on the feet. I don't even think he's going to be a threat on the ground. So I, I don't know. I think Giga should have him covered all, all different ways, every facet of this fight. Um, he's also younger than Alex Caceres, which is kind of crazy. Um, Caceres, 27, 28 fights in the UFC. Camp, also, that's kind of crazy to me. Um, so, yeah, give me uh, give me, Giga, but I do not have any time on this fight. I am going to take Chikatze TKO plus 340. And this was my bet that I saw last week when I looked at this. I said, that's the one I'm taking. I just think it was the perfect thing for him after he la- outlasted that uh, Calvin Cater fight. If you guys remember, he took a beating. In that Calvin yep. Cater fight, like it was ugly, and it's good. I think it's good that he took the amount of time, even if he didn't have to, or you know, he, you know, his surgeries, whatever. I think it's good to just let his brain rest for that long yeah. to kind of just you know reset, come back. He's fighting Alex Caceres, who I think is gonna at some point will probably try to take him down, but I think if they stand at distance for any sort of time, Alex Caceres gets hurt. 
during the like I think even during the Daniel Pineda fight he got uh cracked and wobbled at some point if I remember correctly. I that was another fight I was watching in a sports book at an unnamed location where I was like I had the <laughs> the Caceres decision and I'm sitting there fighting for my life through that thing because you, you just never know. You, you really never know, especially betting decision. It's the most brutal bet, but uh, I am going to bet Chikotse, uh TKO, and I think if you're going to bet Caceres, that decision at around the same money would not be a bad bet. He's at plus 450 on some uh, books, so if you're if you're like, like Caceres, I think that decision is not a bad one either. So, we keep it moving, Ty. We, we have a Rinya Nakamura versus Fernie Garcia, a 135 battle here. A Japanese gentleman who I believe is uh, coming off of a win against another Japanese gentleman, which is uh, that's a that's a new one. So he's I think this is the f- I think this is the first time he's pretty much fighting a guy. Uh, it, where was the la- where was the last time they they fought? Was this? Oh, it was in the Apex. So okay. Uh, what I I don't know why this line is like this. I mean, I guess for I, I mean, is Nakamura really that good? Well, <clears throat> he has that. Um, um, wrestling background, that power, right? So he has that world championship wrestling background. I think he was supposed to be in the Olympics, but he wanted to um, <clears throat> fight on road to UFC, which eventually got him a contract. I think that guy Shohei, not Otani, who uh, R.I.P. to his arm, Shohei knows Nose. Uh, I think he was kind of solid, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but <clears throat> Whoa. he beat him. I listen. I'm trying. I'm trying. Man, I, I don't he beat him. You. And I'm pretty sure he put him out cold. And then uh, he fought that Kazama guy who's also in this card and put him out bad, knocked him down twice in 30 seconds. So he has a really good straight left. I think he has a lot of potential, honestly. I mean, he, he's he's called the hybrid and obviously has that wrestling background. And um, all his wins are probably – most of his wins, I should say, are by knockout. And he's put some guys out cold. Uh, good high kick. Good – really, really good straight left. Um but he can mix it up. I mean, he throws like short, tight combos, very quick. Uh, I think he might be the biggest Japanese prospect ahead of or behind Tatsuro Tyra. I'm not sure how to rank them, uh, how to rank either of them. I don't love Tyra. I think uh, Nakamura has a more all around game, but he's just very green, very raw. Obviously, he's only fought seven times. And um, yeah, he's taken on our boy Fernie. My boy he follows me on Twitter. I, he might, I don't know if he still does. Um, so uh, that might mean I have to pick him. I don't know. I might have to take you, a shot on him. You can't pick him. Uh, I mean, you're, you're being honest. You cannot pick that gentleman. He. <laughs> I will say, though, he does have good hands. Like, all he wants to do is box. That's all he wants to do. He's not going to wrestle. He's not going to throw kicks. He's not going to do anything. So, obviously, we saw the Brady High stand fight. He got yeah. taken down three times, and he got, taken, he got held down for, like, ten minutes. Uh, I think the same thing happened in the Journey Newsom fight. Um. So, with that being said, if Nakamura keeps it standing the whole time, you never know. I do think he's quicker and probably has more power, but uh, if you're going to fight the other guy's fight, not very smart. Also, also uh, Fernie Garcia, much more experience. Not, maybe not much more, but more experience. Um, even before the UFC, he fought uh, in LFA. Uh, Joshua Weems, he fought in the Contender Series. It's a name, not a big name, but still. Um, had took a bunch of losses as an amateur, so... You know, he's paid his dues <clears throat> to get here. He's lost two in a row. So I think this might kind of be a, uh, a layup fight or a get right fight or, you know, whatever you want to call it for Mr. Nakamura. Uh, yeah, I think he knocks him out or he's, does he have any, he has one submission. So I don't even know how good his jujitsu is. But once you take Freddie down, 
he's not getting back up. So I think Nakamura TKO is probably the correct call. Most of them he has in the first round. So I guess it could be interesting if this fight gets extended, but um, I'm not I'm not too worried about He's minus, Mr. Fernie. Minus 122 for TKO. Uh, inside the distance is minus 300 on DraftKings, which is insane. So that's not yeah. bettable. Uh the, the submission is plus three fifty, which, like you said, though it's not really, he's not really a submission guy. It seems, uh, although it could happen, I just don't buy that happening. I'm I'm t- torn between going uh, Nakamura wins in round one plus one hundred, and the, the TKO, and the fact that Fernie's never been finished in his in his career. He's a lot of lot of you know unanimous decision losses, so he's not easy to get out. So I imagine he may survive that first round. And he probably eventually gets uh, TKO'd, I, I would assume. I imagine his jiu-jitsu <clears throat> is not horrible. So I'm going to go Nakamura, TKO minus, I believe, one. it's at 122, so I'll go 125 because I like the uh, nice round numbers. I'm don't. not doing this 122 stuff. So Nakamura. What do you think about uh, – again, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say it again. Nakamura, TKO. Uh, what can you get Fernie Garcia TKO at? Oh, good, good, good question. Just asking for the, fr- just asking for the friends. Uh, plus 1,500. Ooh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about taking a small shot on it. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to stay away. Put it in the Tesla parlay. We have not heard <laughs> yeah, from the Tesla parlay in a minute. The, te- <laughs> the Tesla parlay has been recalled, uh, which, like many of Tesla's. <laughs> like like many of recalled. Elon's uh, masterpieces. <laughs> it's been recalled. Yeah, it's in the lab, still being cooked up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I, you know, I, I just think – that I think there, um, there's a possibility that Mr. Nakamura falls in love with his hand. I mean, the last – I don't know if you remember when he fought that Kazama guy, but they just stood and, and threw hands at each other for 30, 33 seconds. Um, you know, if you're going to try to brawl against Fernie Garcia, I understand that you might be better at that. But, like, that's his only path to victory. You know what I mean? Like, how smart is this Nakamura guy? How, you know, what's his fight IQ? <clears throat> what's his cardio, cardio look like? Uh, you know, is he arguing with his girlfriend this week? I don't know. You never I don't know. know. Fighters do things that they shouldn't do all the time, and they should, and they, you know, vice versa. So uh, I'm going to stay away, but I kind of want to take a shot on the dog just because it's a huge line on an unproven commodity. But he, like I said, he is probably one of the biggest Japanese prospects that we've seen in a while. Um, Kinoshita, who's also on the card, he's a decent prospect, but I don't think he's on um, Nakamura's level. So how about this? This fight is sneaky on this card. Buried like, on the card. It is really. It, it should be like on a pay per view card. It should be on like a fucking like it could be its own main event on like one of those like weird uh, fight nights. Like it really should. Like yeah. Aaron Blanchfield. We we have been, you know, banging the drum for Aaron Blanchfield for quite some time now. Uh, she is fighting Talia Santos. This is basically like uh, number one contenders fight. Winner of this gets the next shot at the title. And yep. we have Aaron Blanchfield's a favorite. Thank God that people are starting to recognize what the deal is. She is minus 150 to Tally Santos is plus 125. I got to say, though, Ty, I am terrified. This is a tough matchup for Aaron Blanchfield. Do you think that she does what we expect her or what we, what we hope she, she does? You know, if, if she's going to recognize her potential, she's got to win fights like this. Absolutely. This is, this is a big fight. Probably her biggest, easily her biggest fight, I think. I know, I know that Andrade has the big name, but she's pretty much cooked at that point. Um, this is tough, man. I I like Tyler, uh, Tyler Santos. I think she might have 
might have had a, a case for beating Valentina. I think she could have beaten her, maybe if that headbutt didn't blow her eye up. I don't know. It's possible. Um, she can get takedowns. She defends takedowns at a very high level. She gets takedowns at a very high clip. So that that that's what I have a question. That's my big concern. Like a, a lot of people are seeing are, are asking who's going to be better with their hands, who's going to be better on the feet. Obviously, Tyler Santos knocked down Joanne Wood twice, knocked down Roxanne Montefiore once, but wasn't able to get Roxy out of there. Um, and I think it. She I think she choked out uh, Miss Joanne Calder Wood. Um, don't call me. Wood. Th- don't call me. Don't call me uh, Calder. I think, Shit. I think Blanchfield's striking is getting better. I do kind of have a question about her wrestling. I think her jujitsu is awesome. I think she's mean as fuck. You know, she, she gets in your face. She really wants to do damage. She wants to. She wants to. You know, uh, bully you in there. Remember when she did the Miranda Maverick? That was just a, a, a absolute reckoning. Um, really put her on the map. But she got taken down twice by JJ Aldridge. She only got one takedown against Andrade. She kind of struggled to get her in that first round. Um, good cardio, good pressure. Again, like I said, good kicks. Her wrestling, I don't know, but I know she has elite jujitsu. I think she's been a black belt since she was like 15. And also nasty ground and pound, elite top control. So once she gets on top of you, it's 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 gonna be tough. Uh, I just worry about that uh, middle ground, you know, how she gets Tyler Santos to the ground. Uh, like I said, you know, I guess. Everybody pulls like a, a UFC debut stunt, and Tyler Santos is one of the one of the OGs of that. When she fought Mara, Mara Bar- Romero Barella, yeah, and lost a, lost a split where I had money on her. Uh, she got taken down twice, and she kind of just like let her the one time. I was trying to you know pull a sub and this and that, but you know she played it safe against Jillian Robertson, one of the nastiest submission grapplers in the division, and um, you know dominated her, dominated Roxanne Montefiore. So she's pretty much dominated everybody that she's fought. Same with Blanchfield. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think, you know, Tyler's Muay Thai striking might, might've, might, might be the edge, might, might give her the edge in this fight. Uh, I think she has probably better wrestling and she also has nasty jujitsu. Tyler Santos does. So I I don't know, man. I think Aaron Blanchfield's really up against it in this fight. And that kind of pains me to say, but I'm going to stay away. I think I want to bet on something, but I feel like it's a heart. I'd be betting with my heart. And, uh, I mean, there's been times where Tyler Santos disappointed, you know, parts, parts of that Valentina fight, even though her eye was blown up. Uh, I think the Roxy fight was a little boring. Same with the Joanna, um, the Molly McCann fight. Remember, she kind of struggled with Molly McCann while Aaron Blanchfield absolutely rolled her over. So, I don't know. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to pick Aaron Blanchfield by split decision. I think it's going to be a very close fight, I think. <clears throat> Whoever wins the, you know, whoever can keep the cardio up is is probably going to win. Honestly, it, it really just to me comes down to who um, who's going to win the wrestling, who's going to win the grappling exchanges. I think that's the you know the big part of this fight to me. I think the strike will be relatively even. Maybe not, you know, maybe maybe Blanchfield gets busted up, maybe her nose is bleeding. I don't know. I'm just very interested in this fight, honestly. <laughs> I guess uh, part of me really wants to take Santos TKO. I swear, it's like that. I mean, she's got ten TKOs on her on her record, but she hasn't finished anybody in the UFC uh, TKO. Yeah. She subbed, uh, like you said, Joanne Wood, but her last TKO uh, was what twenty sixteen. That was seven years ago, and it was against a, a lady who was zero and one while she was thirteen and zero. So, I mean, it seems like a lot of those are kind of padded. And, and 
like you've labeled, she couldn't finish Molly McCann. She couldn't finish Jillian Robertson. She couldn't finish Roxanne Monteferi. And Roxanne was at the end there, okay? So the the happy warrior. We miss her, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to say that while while we're here. But I, I really can't sit here and let some of these lines go by without telling you people. Uh, we have Blanchfield TKO here at plus 800, 1,300, 1,200 on some websites. We have Blanchfield Submission at plus 440, 400 on some, okay? Uh, they don't think that Santos is going to finish this fight. If she wins, it'll be a decision because she's plus 180 for a decision. Blanche, or, I'm sorry, uh, Santos, I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm mixing these all up. I say all that to say <laughs> I am going to take... Blanchfield inside the distance plus two fifty. All right. Basically, what I'm going to count on is the fact that she is who we think she is, and I don't think this is going to be an easy fight. But I, I just, I think she had a, an out of body experience against Valentina Shevchenko. It's been a year since she fought. They were supposed to fight in what October? It's, or I'm sorry, not October, uh, February. And then that that fight got canceled. What was that supposed to be on? Uh, oh, they were supposed to have their own main event, and it wound up being oh, okay. That's when Andrade stepped in. She beat the shit out of Andrade, and now we're here in August, and these guys are buried on some random. Uh, I don't even know. Like, yeah, like what? I don't get that at all. But listen, all that to say, they're under Fernie Garcia. Come yeah, on, man. I, I don't know if that's even accurate. Shout really to the Ferninator. Ferninator, that's insane. But uh. <laughs> I'm going to go plus 250 and I'm going to I'm going to sweat it out. It's really there's a lot of money to be made on this fight somehow. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know who's going to make the money. Yeah. Someone's going to make it, but how about They were who they thought they were. How about Junior Tafa getting back in there uh, after his loss to Mo Usman who is easily one of the most hated guys on this podcast. Uh it just can't stand that guy. He's fighting Jake Collier uh in September. So that's going to be a that. good one. Uh, Junior Top is getting in there against Parker Porter, and uh, we've discussed Parker <coughs> Porter at length on this podcast. He's 38 years old now. He's coming off of a win against Braxton Smith. That's right, Braxton Smith, ladies and gentlemen, who uh, we have uh, played you know, quarterback Ty, for Ohio State. Ty that has Miller, that was sorry. Braxton Miller, but Ty has said that he is arguably the worst fighter who's ever fought in the UFC, and I think ever. <laughs> I think there is an argument to be had there. So. And uh, Braxton has not gotten back in there. Hope he continues or resumes his MMA career soon. But or Junior Tafa, weightlifting. Yeah, whatever he does. But the beautiful monster, Junior Tafa is a. I'm sorry, it says Justin Tafa on here. Is it Junior Tafa? All right, so maybe it's Junior. He fought Justin before. Okay, so it says Justin Tafa on the website, but it's Junior Tafa is minus one forty five to a Parker Porter who's plus one twenty on here. Uh, I guess I don't really see. What does Parker Porter do? Take him down? Is that going to be the the route to victory? I guess, and he kind of just, uh, I mean, do what Usman did. Parker guess, Porter right? decision has always been a lock in the past. I know he kind of did us wrong, but uh, you know, can he keep up that same pace that Mo Usman did? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, look at their physiques, right? And look at their age. I think Mo Usman's not that young, but Parker Porter's thirty eight. You know, that's 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 up there. Um, also, Parker Porter has been decimated by Junior Thomas' brother, Justin. So we're going for the brother sweep here, and I think uh, Junior will fulfill it. 
Junior Tafa, also known as Pascal Salmani Milo. So I don't know where Junior or Tafa came from, but regardless, I think he's going to absolutely smoke Parker Porter. Uh, power kickboxer. Tafa's also good in the clinch. Honestly, the Usman fight, he was much better uh, on the feet before he got taken down. He stuffed a bunch of takedowns, but also he got controlled for like 12 minutes. So that that's that's the real concern. Also, his cardio is not great. <clears throat> but he hits hard, and he's a pretty good closer in, in you know the fights that we've seen. He also has a couple of boxing matches, so I think and I think kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing. He's pretty much done you know a, a bunch of it. He's one of those newer age Mark Hunt type guys, and I believe Mark Hunt took a bunch of um, took a bunch of Oz, uh, New Zealanders under his wing like ten years ago. I think it was the uh, Alberg, uh, both both Tafas. I forget who else. The other um, the other bloke. But, you know, a lot of them kind of fight the way he does. And uh, I'll say, man, you know, it's funny that Cedric Dumbe can't fight in the UFC at 4-0, but Justin Toffa could at, uh, at, at 4-0. So, just funny to me, but is it, it, it is what it is. And I think this is a tailor-made matchup for him. I think Parker Porter is kind of just average in every single facet of the game. Um, <clears throat> remember he fought Alan Badeau and couldn't even finish Alan Badeau. Didn't even have that fight, like close to finishing. And Alan Badeau is one of the worst heavyweights we've seen. They also got outstruck by Alan Badeau. So <clears throat> remember Chris Dawkins also beat the fuck out of Parker Porter a while ago. So, I mean, there's just, that's you know, not a good luck. Just look at his wins. Chase Sherman, Josh Parisi and Alan Badeau, Braxton Smith. That's like the lowest of low heavyweights. He's like a little bit above. their level. And even in some of those fights, he, <laughs> yeah, Josh Parisian was outstriking here and there. So, <laughs> Anyway, there's not really much analysis to be said. In this fight, I think um, Junior Tafa smokes him early. And uh, I'm going to go Junior Tafa, um, Junior Tafa TKO. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go Tafa round one TKO plus 250. Sounds good. I like it. I was going to do that. T- uh, yeah, I'll do that too. All right, love it. Round one TKO is plus 250. Uh, I just think... If he's going to do it, it's got to be done quick. And yeah. I don't think I don't think Parker Porter will really present any defensive issues uh, like for him to get yeah. to him. It's just going to be, is he going to push a wrestling or a takedown? And I don't really think that's really Parker Porter's thing. I mean, unless... Yeah, I, I, and I also think Junior Toffa will be able to stuff the first... I think he did good against Mo Usman for a little bit. It's just kind of... Yeah, he stuffed two of... Uh, Usman was two of 13. So, yeah. I mean... Like, and how big and physical is Mo Usman? That's a big dude. Like, Parker Porter is just, you know, he's, he, he struggles to make the heavyweight limit because he's, uh, you know, got some some blubber, as you like to call it. Yeah. Uh, Mo Usman is just fucking filled with goddamn iron and steel. So, yeah, uh, I think this is probably an easier matchup for Tafa. I think they want to, you know, they don't want him to start 0-2 in his career and kind of want to push him and his brother. So, yeah, I got uh, I got him here heavy. I think he, I think he walks through him like nothing. I don't blame you, and I'm with you. So round one TKO plus two fifty, lock it in. How about let's get a Toshiyomi Kazama? How about that? I I lock. I, I, I skipped one. Shit. Whoa. Whoa. Salsa boy. Whoa. Not to confuse. I this is one of my favorite fighters that I've ever seen. Waldo Cortez Acosta, WCA, as some of you know him. Salsa boy. <laughs> He's getting in there against Lucas Brzezeski, who, I mean, this guy is a walking fade machine. So the, the, the thing is, is are we going to fade him this weekend? That's always the discussion. 
Uh, he's got you know oh, he's got two losses back to back. He lost to Martin Boudet, which is horrible. Very questionable. Yeah, fight or lost, but yeah, he did. And he lost to Carl Williams, who has kind of shown that he's not a bum, right? I guess we could. That's the nicest compliment bum. I can give somebody who I don't really believe in. Uh, <laughs> that he's shown he's not a complete bum. Uh, Cortez Acosta, you know, we don't know really. Uh, he, you know, he's got that loss to. Rogerio de Lima, which, you know, he just kind of got sent to the shadow realm by Derek Lewis. So that's, you know, there's a lot up in the air uh, here. I really don't know what to bet or what I like. I guess I'll just ask you first and maybe you – I mean, I, I want to bet Cortez Acosta, but I don't like the line. Yeah, Brzezinski, I think, <clears throat> before the UFC or was it after the Contender Series fight? I think it was after the Contender Series fight because he took a year off. He's a USADA victim. He does not look the same as he did before the USADA – Suspension and after. And I think that plays a huge part in this. I also do think he did win the uh, Budai fight, but that's not really saying much. I mean, Budai is pretty low level. Shouldn't have even been um, that close. No. Uh, Brzezinski, we have, we've seen him uh, gas against wrestlers, but I don't think he has to uh, worry about that in this fight with Waldo, with Mr. WCA. Um, good low kicks. Brzezinski has. Might be the better grappler, honestly. Um, it's just kind of hard to, to really tell honestly uh pretty good in the clinch uh i think that might be where he wants to get this you know make this an ugly fight kind of wear on waldo try to get that gas tank which is um honestly it's not that bad waldo cortez acosta i feel like you know for somebody who literally refuses to check light kicks which he does he was a pretty good poker face while doing it also you know is very new to the sport i feel like he has solid cardio i mean when he, you know, he doesn't have a finish in the UFC, which is kind of crazy after the Contender Series fight. You know, fighting Jared Vandera Van uh, and Chase Sherman, you know, not be able to finish either. Kind of a worry, but uh, he outstruck them both easily. <clears throat> and, um, I, you know, he's kind of low volume, low pace, kind of just sits on the outside, moves around a little bit. Um, kind of reminds me of like a three-way charge trick on the way he's just calculated. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, like I said, I think in the third round in, in both those fights, he kind of impressed me well with, you know, being uh, being alive, we just saw what, what's the fight we just saw in this the the last heavyweight fight where they were both cooked within the first round. Was it um, Parisian? Then he just fight somebody and get smoked. Was it Budai? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> right. No, yeah, right. They, yeah, I think so. I think Budai just beat the shit out of Parisian. He put him in a kimura. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after like two and a half minutes, both of them were just gasping, gasping. And you know, Waldo Cortez, at least in the third round of a fight, is not is not dead. So. I can give him that. It's just, you know, he has a good jab. He's probably going to be the heavier guy. He usually has to cut to make 265. Really good jab, good boxing, low volume. His takedown defense is getting better. Uh, he's a pretty tough, durable guy. At least he seems like it. Um, I think he has some holes, and there's going to be some matchups that, obviously, I think the, the Hajerio de Lima matchup was a perfect fade spot, and I think there's going to be a possibly more. But I don't think this is one of them. I don't think Lucas Brzezinski is, is very good. He's usually like 230, 240. So I think uh, Waldo is going to have about 30, 40 pounds on him. And, um, yeah, I think he's just going to be able to out, outstrike him at distance. Maybe he loses the round due to being taken down. But uh, I don't think Brzezinski is some uh, world-class wrestler or grappler. So, yeah, give me uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta. I want to I take inside the distance to see him get his first win inside the distance in the UFC. But uh, no bet. No bet here. I think that's smart, but I am going to have a bet. I am going to take 
Cortez Acosta decision plus 150. I just it, right. just kind of lays it out. Brzezinski ha- didn't get finished in the two of those losses, and Cortez Acosta hasn't finished anyone. You know, so uh, I'm just gonna gonna count on that being kind of the norm for this. Uh, he hasn't been finished either. He didn't get finished by Rogerio de Lima, which you know he's kind. Con- he, you could easily say he's outclassed in that fight too. So uh, I think both of these guys are tough. Like you said, they both have pretty good cardio. I'm going to count on them hanging around. Of course, it's heavyweight, so this is a tough bet anytime. But uh, now to my boy Toshiomi Kasama. How about Garrett Armfield? What do you What do you think about Garrett Armfield? I know you uh, have said before that he could be the next John Jones. I, I I don't know if I how I felt about that when you said it, but Armfield's a minus one sixty five favorite to Toshiomi's uh, plus one forty. I'm just proud of myself that I could say Toshiomi, so I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. But, not that hard to say. All right, no, it's not, but, I mean, hey, you know, these uh, foreign gentlemen, <laughs> I have a tough time saying their names sometimes, so I try to it's true. Try to you know celebrate it when I can. But uh, what do you like here? I, I mean, seeing uh, Kazama's, the silent finisher, his kind of record here, and it seems like he gets finished, man, and he – you know, Not only finish, he gets baptized. Yeah, he gets brutally say. knocked out, it seems. And he was brutally knocked out just six months ago. And uh, Garrett Armfield, uh, I don't remember what his last fight was. It was a – oh, Onama, David Onama. And that was kind of on short notice, if I remember correctly. It was kind of making his UFC yeah. debut. And I, I was, think up – was he up a weight class? Because this is at 135. And that was at 140, uh, I'm pretty sure. And also, David Onama is like 6'1". I mean, Armfield's like 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of outmatched in that, uh, I would say, uh, and I don't, I don't hold it against you when you can't really, you know, you're just, you're just, you're getting outbodied by some guy who David Onama is no joke either. So yeah, uh, I say all that to say I'm going Armfield inside the distance plus one fifty. Um, I want to take. I just yeah, I I don't know much about Armfield. I don't think any of us do. Um, he does have a loss to Mr. Mateo Vogel. Who I believe fighting on the contenders, uh, the contender series this, yeah, at, at the end of this month, next week, right? Yeah, against Timothy Kuamba, Twilight Timmy. I think I'm going to feed him just for that nickname. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could we could be very well seeing Mr. Vogel in the UFC. So you know, also Armfield, I forgot he fought Onama as an amateur. Also lost to Ronnie Lawrence. Like his losses aren't bad at all. No, uh, and he tried, he was supposed to fight Jose Johnson, supposed to fight Christian Rodriguez. So he's somebody that's about it. He's not he's not backing down from anybody. He's not scared of anything. Also, I think he has a uh, collegiate wrestling background at Missouri State. Shout out to Mo State. Um, where is this break? There it is. Yeah, I think Kazama. I think there's pretty much one thing he wants to do, or one thing he can do, and that's grip you up, judo toss you, and uh, submit you. He has a pretty good sub game. He has a couple arm locks, key locks. Um, he has punches from a twister position. So, uh, you know, uh, a couple, I think he has a heel hook triangle. So it seems like his, um, his jujitsu is his bread and butter. Uh, striking is just not good. Just not good. He comes forward, but he's very easy to hit and put out cold. I think he just, he just wants to get it into the clinch, wants to judo toss you, throw you down. And I think that's, I think Armfield should be able to uh, defend that. I mean, he has that wrestling background, like I said. He lost to a wrestler in, in, in Vogel. Um, he's pretty much – I'm trying to see what I wrote down. I don't even know what this means. Dead in first round, then cardio done. Oh, he um, – that's right. He had um, he had Vogel out, done, 
dead to rights, and then it went to the second round, and that's he pretty much cardio dumped, and then lost. That was in CFFC. So I think you know his losses have kind of an asterisk next to him uh, in a way. I mean, he did lose them, but Ronnie Lawrence, David Onama up a weight class, short notice. Mateo Vogel after he pretty much had him dead. Uh, but he does fade early. He, he is good early and then fades hard. Garrett Armfield does. So that's kind of an issue here. The problem is, does Kazama, does this Kazama guy have any any cardio? I can't imagine he does. Uh, the last time, he, he's only been to the second round a couple times, and one of them he knocked out six seconds into the second round by. <laughs> Love to know how that happens so fast. I, I know, right? It seems like, you know, <laughs> he's not good in the first 30 seconds of the first round. After that, he's good. He's solid. But um, the first 30 seconds is where it gets interesting. Who, who else is like that? Who else? Who just got knocked down in the first 30 seconds or the first minute of each round? That just happened like, recently. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. That Fuck, was... he got hurt. He got Was it Was it uh, Rafa Garcia? He got hurt in the first round, the beginning of each round, each time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, you know, that's just kind of how Armfield is. I don't know much about either of these guys. I don't think any of us do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with you. Not ride on you, but I'm gonna ride with you. Well, you Garrett could if you field. wanted to, but inside uh, <laughs> the distance. Plus, what did you say? One fifty. One fifty. Yeah, I think this Nakamura, Nakamura, uh, Kazama guy just stinks. Honestly, I, I think they just needed somebody to fill in for this card, and uh, he was one of them. So, give me Mister Armfield. Uh, yeah, the under at plus one thirty, uh, one and a half. Uh, that is, I, I, that's not even bad. Even if you want an under two and a half at minus one fifty five, like if you think, you know, wow, if you if yeah, you think like Kazama that. could kind of just like you know steamroll him at the end, like you said, like he kind of dumps the you know, I I, I, I big know. dumper. He's a dumper. He is a dumper. But uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm just gonna say I, I, I like what I like. So I, I I really like Armfield inside the distance here. How about Chitty and Jukani? Getting in there against Chitty. That's Chitty Bang Bang to you, okay? He's getting in there against Ole Chuck, which is this is not a good, uh, not I wouldn't say not good, but not an easy matchup for anybody. Also buried on the card. Yeah, another one. Uh, and they have this like right down the middle. Minus 110, minus 110, 105. Slight favorite towards Ole Chuck. Um, this seems like a stay away, if you ask me. But uh, just yeah, because you really can't trust you. You have to get lucky. One. Yeah. You have to get lucky on which side you pick. Um, it's 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 kind of tough because I feel like uh, Oleg Sechuk kind of has the pressure, um, the pressure style that gives Chidi some problems. Or like when he fought, um, I guess, I guess the Barrio fight is not an example. But if that Mark Andre Barrio fight got extended, I feel like that would have happened. That would have been yeah. like um, the the Daria fight and the, the Robocop, the Gregor Rod- the Robocop fight. Yeah. Pretty, you know, tough matchups for Chidi. Also, I think, you know, uh, he he's, he did something his brother couldn't do, and that's improve his defensive wrestling and grappling. He hasn't, you know, he's not great, uh, but I will say he's gotten better. I think also Chidi, what, what did he try to do? He tried to sub. He tried to, uh, against Dusko Todorovic, I think he tried to, like, armbar him or something, and I was like, oh, brother, that's not your... That's not your bread and butter, man. Let's not do that. But then he elbowed Dusko into oblivion, so... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just a good sniper from the outside, and I think that's obviously what he's gonna have to do in this fight. It's gonna be tough, you know. Oleg Chuck's gonna try to close the distance, but he's a lot bigger than Michael than Mikhail. Uh, six inch reach. I think he's a couple inches taller, and obviously he's just. Um, I mean, he's he's a solid fellow. He's he's pretty he's pretty yoked. Um, 
Also, if you ever hear him talk, very intimidating. Yeah, he's voice. got a, a, a smooth, a sultry voice there, dude. He you know, <laughs> literally could be a voiceover guy. I think DC was saying it the one time. He's one hundred percent right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think Chidi has some good Muay Thai. He's got elite power, but he's just low volume. And I think you know, uh, once you take him down, I think he's kind of a, a bit of a front runner. So I think you know, you take him down a little bit, get him out of his comfort zone. I think that's pretty much how you. Uh, how you get that quit to come out of him. I think he does have some quit inside of him. Um, Oleg Sechuk, tough L against, um, against Kyle Bahio, but uh, he did okay while he lasted, I thought. Just stylistically, good, he, yeah, stylistically, he was not going to last long. Uh, but I remember when he fought Cody Brunage, he had a good reversal and, uh, you know, smoked him after that. Put it, you know, Cody Brunage, obviously, uh, you know how we feel about him here. But yeah, my Oleg Chuck pretty much mostly throws hands, and I think that's what Chidi does. But Chidi has awesome, awesome kicks. Goes high, goes low, uh, goes to you know uh, the, the body. So I think this, yeah, like you said, this is a tough fight to bet. Um, the more you man, lay it out, though, know. it seems like it kind of uh, plays into Chidi's uh, game. Like it, it Oleg Chuck's going to stand there and want to bang with him. Uh, I mean, he's got thirteen. KOs on his record, you know he's only got four four decision wins in his entire career, been submitted four times. So it seems like both of these guys really don't like the ground. Not that they can't do it, but it's yeah. like they're just this is going to be a stand fest. And I'm going to imagine Chitty has more of the firepower in his hands than uh, Olajechuk, and that's not necessarily a slight. It's just kind of a, a genetic. Uh, you know, this guy's Chitty just throws yeah. heat, and and he's knocked plenty yeah, of people good- out. Good knees, good elbows, good kicks, and he's so, also yeah, go, uh, he has a, a six inch reach advantage. I'm sorry, not to say, but that, that, I no, think that's no, going to be good. a big factor. Yeah, I agree. I uh, fuck. I'm going to go. Oh, man, it's crazy. Alexei Chuck's only been knocked out once, and uh, I I, it was like way back in the day against Marcin Gortat. No, Marcin Wachik. Wachik. Um, yeah, I think this is just a. You know, Oleg Chuck's last. I mean, look at who he's fought. Who has you know knockout power? Kyle Bahio, Cody Brunage, Sam Alvey, Dustin Jacoby, maybe Shamil Gamzatov, Modeskis, Bukaskis, Jimmy Crew, OSP. Like you know, none of them. Godzimorov, Antigulov, Gian Volante. I mean, Jesus. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Chidi by knockout. I'm with you. Plus one ninety five. I think we're getting here. So uh, I like I- it. I like it. No, I'm sorry. Also, I'm I sorry. Think... I have the right wrong wrote the wrong one down. We are getting Ty plus two fifteen. Wow. Honestly, if you want to play both sides and bet both of these guys to win by knockout, I think you'd be able to make money. You would. You would. You you would I mean you wouldn't make a ton of money, but you would you would make you you would be in the in the green. So if that's what you're about. Yeah. I think that's that's kinda crazy though. I, I wish I, I couldn't find it on here. I like the result of the of the fight to just kind of be knockout. I I, yeah. I wanted to bet that. Come on, DraftKings. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's kind of hard to find on FanDuel too, but yeah, they don't have Poor any shit. of the props up for this. But if you get that, ladies and gentlemen, I would bet that. But I can't bet that on here, so I am going to bet that TKO plus 215. And I am going That's to Yeah, that's uh we gotta get Connor on this because he would he would have a, a big <laughs> issue. He would start dropping voice memos and what the fuck, FanDuel? <laughs> uh how about they're not allowed to mention FanDuel though? They're DraftKings strictly. I don't even use. It's crazy. Uh, I don't even use DraftKings, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, but uh. <laughs> how about 
Song Kanong. He's coming off of uh, what is our the last boy. Time? Last time he was in there, he was getting decimated by Ian Machado, Gary. But before Not to be that, he Ian almost Gary <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ian Machado, Gary, or Ian Gary Machado, or just Ian Machado. <laughs> so he's going to be Ian Machado to me, but uh, he almost sent Gary Ian to the, to the shadow realm. He he had him hurt bad in that fight, and that should not have been the case. He's fighting Rolando Bedoya, the machine, who the machine just lost a split decision to Chaos Williams. That was a close fight. That was his UFC debut. I imagine they, they kind of set this up as a uh, somewhat of a bounce back sort of uh, situation here. He is minus two ninety eight three hundred. I guess I ask you, Ty, do you think uh, Bedoya finishes this man? Um, it's a good question. I guess he has most of his wins are by decision, even on the regional scene. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily bad. It just he's one of these new age Peruvian fighters. Remember, we used to have the Humberto Bondanais. And the, uh, fuck, who's the other Peruvian guy that sucked? God damn it. I can't, I can't remember. I was literally just thinking about this too. Um, but like some of these new age Peruvians, like my boy, shout out to Luis Pajuelo on the Contender Series. I know uh, you were tuned in for that fight, right? Hell yeah. Did you actually watch it? I did. Um, I, I, when you said that, I was like, I, I went and looked and I'm like, of course, man. Like this guy, his mom and dad, I, as soon as you <laughs> said that, I was like, I should have, I didn't bet it though. Like I was like. I'm like trying to stay away from betting during the week, just trying to strictly stay UFC during the weekends. But uh, yeah, no, that didn't. Uh, that went exactly how you said it would, and uh, it's yeah, unfortunate uh, for that guy, Mr. Robbie Ring. But yeah, Luis Pacquiao, another one of those Peruvians, uh, just tough as nails, and actually has a well-rounded game. And like Rolando Bedoya, his UFC debut, fighting Chaos Williams, who's a big boy, just you know, tough. Matchup, honestly, and he landed seventy-one percent of his significant strikes against Chaos Williams um, in the third round. This is where this is where I was really impressed. Sixty-five strikes landed in the third round of a fight that was, you know, just a grueling pace that they're just firing bombs at each other over and over and over and over. Um, fun fact: he landed more strikes in round three than Keenan Song has landed in a fight in his entire career. That's insane. fun fact for you. Yep, and um, I think I think Song Kanan, Keenan Song, whatever his name is, I think he's probably he's probably done. Um, he does have good boxing. He does have decent power. That left hook that he knocked out, uh, I think Callum Potter with. But like, look at some of his wins: Callum Potter, Derek Krantz, Hector Aldana, Bobby Nash. Are any of them around anymore? Don't no. think so. Yeah, uh, the Max Griffin fight was a bit weird. He got punched in the back of the head like three times, but you know, whatever. Um, Alex Morano beat him pretty fairly also back in the day. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think he's really that talented all around. I just think he's, you know, he likes to brawl. He hits hard. He has good power or good strike, good boxing. I'm sorry. Um, but he gets hit way too easily, way too much, and way too clean. And, uh, yeah, I think Bedoya has some good low kicks. You know, again, the KSL was a good L. I know people hate to hear that, but, you know, making your debut against a hammer like that is, is really hard. Um, good counterboxing, good cardio. Obviously, if you're landing, if, you, if your output in the third round is that, I mean, I think you have good cardio. Peruvians, a lot of Peruvians are South American fighters that were young. A lot of them we used to see, like Bahamandas, Bond and I back in the day, really just shitty cardio. Like they smoke all these guys. Who, fuck, who's that Argentine fellow that is like undefeated now? He's very new. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't you know. You know uh, what I'm talking about? I know you're talking about. We, we bet him a few times on here, but. Uh... 
damn it. I don't know, but he's one of those newer South American guys, good cardio that, you know, they're not frauds really. And a lot of them used to be. So I like Bedoya. I like him a lot. I think he, uh, the line seems a little crazy, but that's why I'm going to stay away. But I do think he's going to get this win. He's going to have to watch, watch Kanan song. Cause like Ian Gary can uh, attest to he hits hard. He does hit hard, so. uh, and it just seems like this is a good. I, I this just seems like a really good matchup for yeah, uh, Bedoya. So I'm gonna take that inside the distance plus one thirty. It seems like a good bet. Are you with me or no? Are you staying away? No, I'm gonna stay away. I, I think the lines kind of inflated from him losing, but in g- good fashion. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's yeah. kind of like a market overcorrection. But I also do think Song Kanan's probably he's probably done. You know? How about? Billy Goff, not to be confused with Jared Goff, getting in there. Uh, he is fighting. Uh, what is this man's the name? Japanese Connor Kinoshita. Is that what he's calling himself? Uh, really? That's what he. No, that's not what he calls himself. That's what he is. Oh, uh, what he just gasses out immediately and just like uh, gets knocked the fuck out, smokes cigarettes all the time. No, uh, uh, he got absolutely decimated by Adam Fugit. Adam Fugit, if you uh, listen to the podcast, but. Uh, Billy Goff is uh, holding two belts in his tapology picture, so you know that. Yeah, that's, that's... I wonder where he bought them at. <laughs> well, actually, that you know, now that you asked, I believe uh, an organization gave them to him. They handed it to him and said, "Here you go, kid." He's twenty-five years I like old. Uh, I believe that's either CES. I think is what he uh, won those uh, belts at uh, CES, which I don't know what that stands for, but um, I think it's uh, like, um, fuck. Cage aggression series? No, classic entertainment sports. Oh, that's that's not good. But uh, it's just, it's not, stupid, yeah, it's kind of stupid. Yeah, stupid name. But um, <laughs> hey, listen, he's fighting Kinoshita. He is a favorite in this. No, he's an underdog. I'm sorry. He's plus one fifteen to Kinoshita's uh, minus one thirty five. I really don't know much about uh, either of these gentlemen other than Kinoshita getting killed. Uh, Billy Goff's young. And I don't. I just really don't know. So, do you know anything about these guys? Should we stay away from this? Yeah, uh, Billy Goff likes to get punched in the face and drop to the oh, ground. I think good. that's not. Good. Um, <laughs> in this contender series fight against Shimon Smatrisky, Smatrosky, Smatrosky, the uh, the assassin. I think he's an Israeli guy. Also, Israeli fighters. Big big fade. That's that's <laughs> Yo, the new auto fade. They are on auto fade. <laughs> That guy got had, killed um, the other day on the Contender Series. On the Contender Series? <laughs> I had a parlay, and all I needed was him, Mr. Afarov, Anarov, to win, and he got fucking armbarred within like 20 seconds by Mr. Zachary Reese. Um, so, and once I saw the Israeli flag, I was like, God damn it, it's over. It's over. But, um, and that's that Shamatsky, Smatrosky, Smitritsky. That's that fella. Um, he actually has a win by illegal knee since he last fought. Wow, Mr. That's Billy Goff. Tough. Yeah, that's a good win. But Billy Goff, uh, striking defense, uh, what can you say? He doesn't really have it um, at all. He's he's really just a junkyard dog. He's good in the clinch, got good elbows. Um, I think, you know, he's probably the better grappler here. Uh, Kinoshita getting mounted, you know, rather easily by Mr. Fuck It. That was a good bet by us. I don't know if we both had it, but I know uh, I know you did. Mr. You did, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, Kinoshita. The thing with him is he's you know he's got some good kicks, got that left hand power like Connor. Um, he's very young, so people you know I think they're both now Jared. Uh, Jared. <laughs> Billy Goff isn't that 
Oh uh, yeah, they're both they're both under twenty five or under. So we're gonna get some sloppiness in this fight. I think uh, both. You know, I, also I think Kinoshita has been at Killcliffe for a while now. So you know, losing your debut, um, it is what it is. It happens a lot. Like we were yeah. talking about, Tyler Santos uh, debut jitters. Like Rolando Bedoya didn't win his debut. He looked good. He didn't win. Uh, Kinoshita didn't look good and lost. So. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think Kinoshita's cardio and grappling is, is really kind of weak. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think um, I think Billy Goff gets him out of here. I yeah. think he's a job. He's just going to have to survive early, which is going to be tough. I'm going to take Billy Goff money line um, because I don't know. He has some decisions. Actually, he only has one decision, two decisions. Uh, doesn't have any subs. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's lost by Dr. Stoppage by a cut before to an 0-1 fella, Mr. Jonathan Picogram, um, who was only 1-1 in his career. Never fought after that, so that's good. So, yeah, I think Billy Goff is kind of – guy uh, got lucky know, and said, you know what? I'm never getting back in there. I'm done. I'll, uh, I'll retire on top. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what either of these guys are going to do after the first round. I don't know how they're going to look in the first round. I'm just going to go with the underdog. I'm going to take Billy Jared Goff plus 125 to beat the Japanese Connor. Money line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I I'm with you. I KO, or, but you know, I just I don't know. I'm just going to I'm going to just go money line. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, yeah, I I just got to uh, I got to I I want to stay away, but I also can't. You know, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I'm back in. I'm on Billy Goff. I can't. I that can't shoot the guy. I can't get that image out of my head of him just getting elbowed into oblivion. Uh, you know, in his first fight. Not like I said. I don't like to hold that against guys, but also, yeah, I don't know. I, I just you know, well, I'm willing to take this loss if that's what comes with it. But I'm gonna keep fading this gentleman until I yeah. see him. Six a.m. Six a.m. fight time. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, Liang, nah, she's getting back in there against JJ Aldridge. <laughs> Uh, uh, listen, nah is usually, you should say nah when she's fighting. I'm good, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might want to wake up a little later when this one's going on, but, um, she's got 17 finishes. Like she, she's the, the dragon girl finishes people, but the last two times out there, she was the one getting finished. Uh, yeah. and, and that was her only two <laughs> UFC fights and she got finished, uh, within the first six, six thirty of the fight. Savannah so Gomez Juarez dominated her and absolutely just got her out of there. She was supposed to fight Brogan Walker uh, earlier in the year, not uh, not Sanchez anymore. I guess she is. Uh, she dropped the Sanchez. She dropped the Sanchez, so that's uh, worth something. Uh, she also has a little trophy next to her name after the, the Juliana Miller fight. So whatever that's uh, worth, I don't. I really I need topology to get back to me on this, but uh, she's a big time <laughs> dog in this JJ Aldridge fight. Uh, it's do you think there's anything to bet here? Uh, both fighters to be cut within a year. <laughs> no. Um, uh, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, she fought in WLF where Mr. Um, uh, who's the guy who has like 500 fights? The the Chinese gentleman. <sighs> oh, I don't know. Not Jay Ellis. No, not Jay. Is he Chinese? Um, no, WLF I think is <laughs> – is a pretty bad organization. So Nolly also fought. Oh man, I have to say her name again. Yan Qiu Hu. Oh, not this Hui. again, dude. This shit's <laughs> gonna have you in hell, bro. 
Kee <laughs> hee yawn. Um, that's tough. Kee hee. Kee hee hee. Uh, yeah. She also lost to Maria Agapova. Got smashed. Juliana Velasquez. Lilia Shakarova. So now Liang has fought pretty much cans until she fights anybody good. She gets she gets finished. They've all finished her except for Shakarova, and she was in her third fight. Uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez made quick work of the Dragon Girl. I mean, just quick work. She showed her who the real Floyd Mayweather is in that fight. Boxed her face off. When she fought Ariane Carnalas and she got dogged. Uh, I think Na Liang is terrible. I think she's awful. Uh, she, you know, she has two wins by disqualification, so that's interesting. Um, nah. And she's fighting. She, she's fighting JJ Aldridge, so that's great. Um, last time we saw JJ Aldridge, she pulled a huge stunt against Ariana Lipsky. Um, this is uh, <laughs> probably an unbettable fight, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say so, man. This is a joke. <laughs> I mean, do we take JJ Aldridge by finish? Maybe, but who the fuck is she finished besides like her breakfast? And I don't even think she. I think she said. I, right. I think she said her breakfast back. So, you know. Yeah, stay away, um, ladies and gentlemen. Stay, stay away from away. Five thirty in the bet, morning. Jeez, I would bet that this fight is not good. Subjectively, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm willing to take that bet. Uh, stay away. Just, that's all I'm gonna uh, say. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, JJ Aldridge has like decent southpaw boxing, but she's so low volume. Yeah, she's kind of like Parker Porter, <laughs> not in the in, in a different way, not physically, but uh, she's kind of just average everywhere. Yeah, that's a wild and, comparison uh, there. But. Wild compare. I know. I know. Um, she doesn't have the gut. That Parker Porter has. Yeah, I'd say so, dude. I don't know. Just, you know, stay the, away. take the over in this fight. Take yeah. the over. Stay away, dude. Go do something else. If you're up this early, just, I think I'm going to set the alarm for 6 o'clock, and I'll just take, I'll check in there. <laughs> I'll watch these two, those two fights later. Uh, but uh, Jarno Ahrens, I know you uh, said that this guy is the new Conor McGregor from, from the Netherlands, I believe, was uh, one of the things. Yeah, the said. Dutch Conor. Yeah, the Dutch Conor, but... Uh, He's coming off of a loss to William Gomi, uh, but that was a close fight. I don't want to take that. He also almost had him out. I think he had a triangle or armbar in the last like two seconds. He's fighting or something. Uh, Song Wu Choi, who I believe is also coming off of a loss. He got decimated by Michael Trezano, and that was last year. He's coming off three straight losses, uh, two of them being finished by Alex Caceres and like the formerly mentioned uh, Trezano. He did beat Julian Arosa, but I mean, <laughs> who hasn't? Uh, Juicy J is a—he's either real a kill or be killed kind of guy. Uh, what do you do? You like anything here? I mean, I—I kind of want to bet Aaron. He impressed me the last time uh, out in that Gomi fight because Gomi's not no, you know no slouch. But yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think highly of either of these guys. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Jardo Aarons has a pretty good size. Um, he has that judo background, but he has no takedown defense. So I'm kind of confused at what he's doing out there. Uh, the Holland native, which is not a place anymore, uh, he gave up takedowns to William Gomi, who's a kickboxer. So that's kind of a, an issue. Uh, Sung Woo Choi has a good left hook. The problem is he also gets hit with left hooks. Michael Trezano, uh, I believe Gavin Tucker... Uh, Evloev and Kulabal whenever they wanted to. Decent grappling game, uh, but very low IQ. I mean, remember? Oh, oh man, I forgot this happened. Him and Trezano had the double knockdown. Remember that? Oh, that's right. 
We were so close. We were so close to getting the double knockout. We couldn't. Couldn't get it, but we got the double knockdown. Uh, pretty much, Sung Woo Choi does a knockdown in almost all of his fights. Usually, it's... Uh, I guess it depends. He knocks it's guys down, him, he gets knocked down. <laughs> it's usually him getting knocked down. He's been knocked down four times in his last two fights. Not good. Not good. But he did get the distance against Kulabal. So, I mean, you know, sure. Um, but like I said, the low IQ, I remember he uh, he was doing pretty well against Caceres. And then he threw that stupid kick. And that led to him getting taken down and rear naked choked. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Stay away. I have no. I have no idea. This this is just poop. Uh, give me Sung Woo Choi to win a decision, but if you want to take Jardo Aaron's by like sub or I don't know something else, go go just ahead. Stay away. Stay away, <laughs> man. Just don't even bother with this. That's UFC <laughs> Singapore. I have nothing to say about this. I I want. I'm, I, if I'm up, I'll bet it. But if not, like I'm not gonna wake up to watch this filth. So yeah, uh, you are. You're probably right, but. Uh, listen, I will be probably betting Jarno Evans, Aaron's, uh, Evans, not, not Evans, Rashad, Rashad Evans. He's the brother of him. But, uh, yeah, this is just really, I, I don't know. Maybe the fight doesn't go to decision, something like that. I don't even know if you can get that line on here. Never fight know, doesn't go to decision. It's minus 143. So maybe that's something that somebody goes to sleep. You got to root for that. So. Yeah, me. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I am bet me to fall asleep, back asleep. That's why I'm trying to – I'll probably just set the alarm for later. So I don't have to watch this filth and fall back asleep and miss all the fights I actually want to see. So uh, there is UFC Singapore. And it, it kind of sucks having these morning cards because I can't really even get get my booze yeah. on or anything like that. I'm like that. just going to sleep at that time. Yeah. Right? Um, but uh, I don't know. Any we boxing? have some boxing. You're good, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, we have um, Jared Big Baby Anderson. He's getting back in there. He's like minus 5,000 against some poor sap from uh, Ukraine. Um, oh! Nico Ali Walsh! Yeah, baby! <laughs> We're getting all the Ali Walshes. We're getting all, there's 5 million of them. We're getting them all in the, the same week. Big Ali Walsh weekend, man. Uh, I think he actually might be the... The only solid one of the two. Uh, the last time we saw him, sadly, <laughs> uh, did he get disqualified? I forget what happened. He fought Danny Rosenberger, uh, whoever that is. Uh, Nico Ali Walsh. Yeah, I, I remember it was a no contest because I think somebody got hit low. Or somebody tested positive for a horse tranquilizer. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, it was a split draw that got changed to a no contest because Mr. Rosenberger tested positive for elite Oh, I'm sorry. Elevated levels of testosterone. So that'll do it. That'll do it to you. So maybe Ali Walsh, I mean, he finally, you know, he fought to a draw against some guy who, uh, 13, 9, and 4. Feel good Hollywood is nickname. Jesus Christ. So I don't know how good Nico Ali Walsh is, but he's a pro. At least not an amateur. He's fighting Slink Sona Akale. Some absolutely yoked dude. Who, he does um, look yoked. I don't think he's very good. But Nico, Nico Ali Walsh is getting back in there. He's hungry for another fight. Uh, does he have any odds? Yeah, I'm sure he's like minus 5 million. Um, yeah, I can't find uh, – he's minus 1,600. So not as bad as I thought, but uh, probably the biggest of the weekend that will steal the headlines will be Alexander Usyk getting back in there against Do- uh, Daniel Dubois. Um, he's a big he, – he's like minus 1,000, but – um. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is just you know nobody else wants to fight him. Nobody wants, heavyweight wants to fight in general. So I guess this is a good time for Mister Usyk to get back in there. 
Um, we haven't seen him since, I guess what, when he fought Joshua in that split. Uh, it was almost a, it was, yeah, more, a little bit more than a year ago. So it's been a while. Daniel Dubois is a pretty solid fighter. I like him a lot, but he's only 25. He doesn't really have any good wins. Uh, the only time he fought somebody good was Joe Joyce, and he got fucking smoked by Jersey Joe Joyce, who's a lot older than him. But just a, just a get-right fight for Mr. Usyk, I think. We'll see how he does um, since he's been at war, you know, since his last literally fight. Literally at 30, war, yeah. Yeah, literally. He's 36. That's never good. Um, and But other than that, yeah, they're fighting in Poland, which is weird. Uh, considering neither guy's from there. Um, and Jared Anderson's fighting at the Hard Rock in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You will be there. I know you will. I wish I could. Um, other than know. that, yeah, not not much boxing to go on. And, the, you know, honestly, the September doesn't look that great for boxing either. I guess William Cepeda's getting back in there. Joe Joyce, like we just talked about, is getting in there. Ch- Charlo and Canelo, but that's at the end of the month. Uh, Daniel Dubois' sister, Caroline, is getting in there at the end of the month. So, um yeah, we'll see. I think Usyk uh, should probably win. This would be like 5 p.m. I think uh, on DAZN. If you have DAZN, actually not on DAZN. It's gonna be on ESPN. So there you go. Everybody can enjoy. Who really cares though? At the end of the day, so that yeah, not I, not I either. Uh, that if it's is not Tyson Fury. I don't. No, it's kind of how I am too. Him, Deontay Wilder. That's pretty much it. If it's not those two, I mean, at least Wilder sends people into like the afterlife. It's just. That I, they they uh, somebody put up a video of him just highlight like highlight reel knockouts and every knockout is just highlight reel. He's just sending yeah. people in, in, into the ropes. They're looking up like when he knocked out Luis Ortiz. He was just looking around like, dude, what am I? Where am I? Who? What's my name? Who like, am I? Yeah, uh, it's it's great. But uh, I think we've gone long enough. This is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Ty has walked out onto the porch to check out what is going on outside. Uh, there's uh there's a lot of traffic for. Uh, oh man, that car's flying up the. You can't do that. You can't get. You can't be in the bus lane. No, All right, let me get back dangerous. inside before I see something. Before I see a thirty-five car pile up on First Ave. God damn. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt McSweeney. <laughs> I'm Ty Capone. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, and as always, make sure you drink some water before you have that coffee in the morning. <laughs>